well, those books are kind of niche. Oh, God. I said, oh, my culture niche now? <laughs> Do you agree with it? I really want, like, I'm trying agree to agree with just, just the call that if you are black, white people owe you money. <laughs> I don't think there's a such thing as my kids being too woke. Yeah. Right? So I can't undo where I grew up. I can't undo that. And I can't, I'm not going to feel bad for it. You're listening to Your Neighbor's Hood, a podcast for uncomfortable culture conversations, specifically about race. Do your thing, Christina and Jackie. All right. So you ready? You want to go what's good first? You know what's going yeah. on. So this week, what's been in my head um, is I was in a wedding this past weekend for my best friend, and we have been friends for over 10 years, and I feel like those friendships, I know you have some of those too, um, those friendships just mean the world to me because I've just seen my friend grow, and I know um, her now husband, I've seen them, you know, I've seen them from the minute they started dating till now. I just watch them grow together. So it's always a beautiful thing to watch someone get married. You know, someone that you're close to like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, how many weddings have you been in? Oh, my God. <laughs> I've been in a lot of weddings. So I will say they're a lot of work. They're fun. They're fun the day of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when the day comes, it's fun and it's exciting. Where it's like up to that, there's a lot to do. That's a whole bunch to do. There's a whole bunch to do. So, yes, I have been in six weddings. I think this is the last of my girlfriends to get married. Oh, my goody goodness. <laughs> I know. That's a whole lot. So, it is a lot. Did you like your dress? That's the question. I did. That is a great question. I actually, I love my dress, and I'll wear it again. So You'll wear it again? Seriously? And that is the, that is the marker for whether a dress is good or not. You know what I mean? Like, if you're like, oh, yeah, I can see myself wearing this again. (laughs) So I can, so it's good. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) That's a good question. It is, because I know, I, you know, that, what is that show, that movie? It was 27 dresses. Yeah. So <laughs> that's how I kind of learned that like bridesmaids dresses are a thing. And, yeah. uh, you know, I didn't know. Because the one time that I got to be in a wedding, it was two weddings on the first same day. So I had to pick. So I've only ever been in one wedding, but I've only had two of my friends, excuse me, close friends get married to where they had a wedding. Yeah. So, Yeah. It's, well, you had that, a crazy story, too. That's crazy. It had to be in two, <laughs> two weddings in one day. Oh, yeah. that, I can't even imagine. No, I wouldn't. I, yeah. But, you know, people, they, you know, makeup and all that good stuff you don't normally do. Right. Yep. Well, okay. I don't normally do. You do it. I do it. I love it, though. I, I got my makeup done, so that is also a in my head. That was so much fun. <laughs> and then I, that, I do have another book in my head. Is we got to speak the next day, so I hurried up and drove home from North Carolina so you and I could speak at a women's business symposium, and yeah. that was awesome. I feel like that's just when you and I are in our element. We just, I love speaking with you, and I just think when we're together, we, we shine. Yes. So hopefully that leads to great things. We're like, fingers crossed, more stuff for us. Yeah. All right. So what is good in your hood? So what's good in my hood is I got to do my geeking out thing. Um, Last week, I got to meet with um, some other people in our community that want to like preserve historic buildings and stuff i know it sounds more 
it sounds boring, yeah, but it, it's really cool, you know? So like we were trying to, they started this thing called the Preservation Collective and it's just people that want to preserve old homes and things like that. Because sometimes yeah. when people go in and they preserve neighborhoods, they're, they're um, you know, people that are in lower socioeconomic brackets or minorities that have these historical homes that don't necessarily uh, have the funds to be able to make their homes what they should be or have the right upkeep. So it's an education piece, an advocacy piece for older buildings in the city that, you know, we don't want to get torn down. They want to preserve or just celebrating old architecture, seriously, like, I love that. Across the board. And the lady whose house we've been having the meeting at, meetings at is just, I can't, I can't even describe it. It's a, it's an 18 something hundreds old house with wow. just like, it's, it's a maze. It feels like when you walk in, it's this old mansion, which I, you know, I'm like, I'm in awe already. Just <laughs> So we're planning this event and it's really cool. This awards for people that are doing good preservation projects. So that like, so that's my geek, geeky civic thing for the week. Yeah, I love, no, I love that. And North was perfect for that because we had so many cool buildings, so many old beautiful buildings. Yeah, we have a lot of historic, there's so much. And I think that's what makes us different from the cities around us is that we've got a lot of historic charm. There's a lot here to to like marvel and appreciate in all different types of neighborhoods, not just one type of neighborhood. So it's really cool to see what, how we're going to cross pollinate to, to do good things, to preserve history. And then my littlest citizen <laughs> got accepted into this, well, not accepted. She won the lottery for this um, school. And it was the night we had to like go to the school and check it out and do all that stuff. And she's like a perfectionist, you know, she's like oh, yeah. you, like she wants yeah. to do it. She wants to get it right. She wants to get it right the first time. So there's paperwork and she's like, I will fill it out. She made a mistake. She had to do two lines and she just cried and balled up the paper. <laughs> Oh, I made two mistakes. I used to I used to do the same thing. My bubble always says when I was little, I used to if I called her outside the line once, I would take the picture, crumple it up, and throw it away. <laughs> yeah. I did the same thing. I, can, I know it's a personality thing. Yes, yes. we were talking about that. Yeah, it's and I, it was that was fun. So getting her through the paperwork, and then you know she has to read everything. <laughs> And I appreciate that because I definitely wasn't that kid that thought I had to read everything, but she didn't know what, it was like, what is, you will follow our school's honesty policy or something like that. And she's like, mom, what is this? I'm like, I don't know. So she gets up to ask the lady and I don't know what the lady said to her, but she came back crying <laughs> and she was like, she said, the principal is going to explain it. And I was like, why are you crying? But the principal ended up not explaining it. So you know she had to ask the question. So all these parents are asking questions about dress code and about buses. And she's like, what's the honesty policy? 
<laughs> it was the cutest thing ever because nobody in the room knows that I know she's not going to sign this paper until she figures it out. It was just no. funny. I know. She's so much. She's so much. But no, yeah. that's, a smart, that's a smart thing to have. That's it is. It is. I just got to help her with, you know, uh, the, the sensitivity side of things about whew, taking a deep breath when it feels like it's overwhelming and like we're going to make it through it. Right. We're going to make it through it. Yeah. Which is an important thing to have. It's a nice, it's a nice trait. And like many traits and attributes, um, we want her to show her strength. And that's kind of what we talked about on this next episode about strength. We (laughs) answered the question. So there was a Reddit post that said, yeah, are Black people good at sports because they were selectively bred to be field workers, better field workers? Well now, well now. That's a loaded question, as they like to say. Yes. You say, woo! (laughs) So we try to Um, do this. Go ahead. Yeah, because that's a real question that people have. Like, I know it sounds ignorant, but I think that's something, and it goes to the the stereotypes that we may think of, like, black people as athletes. Yeah. Yeah. And we... Or better athletes. Yeah, better athletes and why so we have our little candid conversation about it yeah we talk about sports being athletic what does that look like the stereotypes around that Mm -hmm. so it'd be interesting to hear what the listeners have to say because I mean, I know it sounds ignorant, but at the same time, we these are just questions that some of us may have, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's only normal. Here's the thing: as you say, stay open, stay curious. This is one of those curiosity questions that could lead yeah. to great conversation. So that's a good point. <laughs> so yeah. I hope this episode satisfies some curiosity. Yes. <laughs> and I hope you're curious to know what we said. so we're dropping in right on us having a conversation about our black people bred better at sports because they were bred that way enjoy yeah hello it's Christina and Jackie and we're back it's your neighborhood. Thank you for joining us. If you're new, if you've been listening, thank you. We appreciate you. We have an interesting topic for you today. Yes, we do. Which sports, which I'm not naturally good at in <laughs> general and talking about. <laughs> so I'm a little out of my depth, but I have a good friend here who Jackie knows sports and can talk about them intelligently. I can ask you a lot of questions about this topic. <laughs> Not really, not this topic, because yes. this is not, this is not sports. It's not sports. Yeah, it's not sports, it's um, the idea and uh, people's mindsets about race and sports. Yeah. So it's not like we're talking about Yeah, I don't have to chop it up about like actual football. numbers and statistics. No, yeah. pretty much there was a Reddit article. Yeah, do you want to read the that question? That asked, a gentleman asked on his Reddit, are... 
I haven't. Black people yeah. good at sports because they were selectively bred to be better field workers. Now, that sounds like, I will put this out there, that sounds like an offensive question, but it's a legitimate, it's for some white people, it's a legitimate one. They really mean it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think people in general want to know whether or not there are people who are just better at other things because a lot of sports professionally have been dominated by, or specific sports have been dominated by a certain group of people. So when you look at like basketball and football, you see African-Americans. When you look at baseball, you see a lot of Hispanic, Latinx folks. Um, when you see golf, it's all European-American. Except for Tiger Woods, dudes. but yeah. Right. I mean, right. but it's dominated by European-American right. dudes. And then you see things like hockey dominated by European-American um, people. If we even go to track and field, there are certain sports that are dominated by black. You know, right. And whereas the folks. marathon is known, everyone knows for the most part that it's Kenyans are like kill it in that field. You know, it's yeah. like all these stereotypes play out to be true, you know. Yeah. And, and so it causes people to ask these questions. Yeah, and and when you look at this 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 Reddit was years ago, but I you know I think it's it's still relevant today. It's one of those things where you have to caution yourself reading the comments. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, you have to you caution. You go in with a certain amount of awareness of what you're actually going to be reading. Yes, because some of it can be very um, very offensive in a sense of people yeah, making making very strong having strong opinions about this and, yeah. and not actually having you know science or anything to back it up it's anytime a person like me is talking about it, it's definitely in theory but there was an amazing man who did a book called the sports gene mm. and um Actually. And he talked all, what did he talk about, like, this topic, sports, sports gene? Yeah. yeah, so what he did was he took a look at, uh, his name is David Epstein, and he looked at what does it mean, what does it mean, ethnicity, location, all these different things. Like, how does it all play into how it? How does it yeah. all, all plays into it? So it, it explores the question, is it nature versus nurture when it comes to being great athletes. athletes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? Well, couldn't it be both? I mean, I feel like nature and nurture is never like one or the other. Like it's always both. Cause like with the example of like the Kenyan runners, so I'm a marathon runner and I love the marathon and this question has come up in our communities forever, but they grew up in higher altitudes. So like the, the ability for them to run is like they have more oxygen in their lungs because they've grown up at higher altitudes. That's what they always say. So I, I mean, is that nature you know so what you're describing is a geographic yeah instance that allows them to do it right. has nothing to do with their genes oh that's true so that's what i'm saying like it, yeah. i think it's easier well, to talk about on broad yeah spectrum. right i mean they're not but like well they bred people back and sit right in this in slavery they were bred weren't they yeah people were bred yeah but not i mean bred. that doesn't go into anymore you know i think that's where the ignorance comes so right I mean, yeah and the, but the good thing about this guy is that he explored race culture gender and then you 
know, you look at like athletes nowadays when you have two very prominent, like Blake Griffin married uh, one of the top volleyball athletes, is that going to make their child naturally athletic? Mm-hmm. Like they're, that answer is not very complicated. If yeah. you listen, if you pick up the sports gene, yeah. which I'm in the middle of reading. I just, I just started it when I, um, so what's his findings? Like what's he so, saying? It's multifaceted. Yeah. So it's with your longitude and latitude where you came up and yeah. where you where your genes where you're from. He talked about the fact that you know you take a guy like Michael Phelps who's the top swimmer, yeah. who's six feet something tall. So made to swim. I mean, he's yeah. got a long, but he's got a long tor- torso, mm-hmm. but also had the same inseam or wears the same pant size as the guy who won the. F- 800 meter oh. uh, dash. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, or was it the mile? I can't remember. But mm-hmm. these two guys are same, same pant side, same pant size, different build. Yeah. So, like, does that mean, you know, that doesn't mean that he is born to be a sore? It means, like, physically there are attributes that would make him better at yeah. some things and not other things. Right. But, but that's just naturally who he is. Yes. So when it comes to sports, which I thought was fascinating, he's like, you know what? It's not just a matter of who has what genes. It's a matter of inclusivity. Mm-hmm. So, you have this where certain sports were not inclusive, right? Which only allowed us to see the gifts and talents of a certain brand of people. Yeah. And then when you bring others in, and then they grow and learn the sport, then that's when you start to then see. Then it's inclusive. The reason why we can have these conversations about specific sports is because a lot of them were not inclusive and then when you started bringing other people like the you know around the world and the successes yeah. well of and like men people. were the what like even I, know, I love like in the 70s women weren't even allowed to run the marathon and right. that was the craziest thing I can't remember there's a woman that in Chicago ran and she was like F you guys and just did it and she didn't fall over and people were like thought it was this crazy thing mm-hmm. so you see even in sports like the rest of history it's been Exclusive to white men. Yes, and we are living in a time where we can actually establish who the top female athlete is sure. in the world, where we have never really been able right. to do that before. Right. It showed too, like I was thinking about it, like the ignorance of white people in the sense to think that like black people are breeding for sports. You know what I mean? Well, I think I think it's too. I think there's another side to that. It's not like I don't think that some of them think African American people should be thankful to European American sure. people for sure. being good at sports because they're the ones who made the stronger ones come together and have children and now they're good at sports which is not this is not true well it also takes away I was thinking about it it also takes away the fact that they may just be naturally talented like it's like white people asking that question it's like well it takes away from the people of color like well you're not they're not really they're not acknowledging that these people could just be talented and are talented Mm -hmm. and they're saying you know well you guys bred that way so that's what it is yeah it's assuming that sports like um that sports like uh basketball don't require some level of mathematic expertise eye training and things like that and i think i will say this is that i know why this came up i was thinking about it it's partly because of the draft yeah and you were telling the the story yeah so with the draft the number one um, draft pick was an african-american male Mm -hmm. who is was a quarterback 
which is unusual for a black quarterback to go that high in the draft yeah. one. And the fact that he was a black quarterback that didn't run. So he's athletic, but he's not a runner. When you see like the Cam Newtons, the Michael Vicks, they are runners. They are like, they always get talked about for their athleticism. But when you look at Kyle, he is very, he's not a runner. He's more like a um, Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. sort of, where he's in the pocket, he's working, he's got a high football IQ, and it speaks to the fact that even commentators have an issue with the fact that you'll see folks when they're talking about this this particular position, which has been dominated by European-American males, that they talk about the intelligence of the athlete more so than the physicality. But everybody else on the field, it's he's big, he's strong, right. he hits hard. And... and um, it goes to what I was saying. Exactly. Yeah. It's an assumption. Yeah, people were yeah. up in arms because yeah. they were like, the second guy who got drafted was a European-American guy who did not have stats anywhere as good as, not really close to the guy who got drafted ahead, but the conversation was very different. And that it is a truth that if Kyle had had the same stats as this European-American kid and didn't run, there's no way he would be a first-round draft pick yeah. at all. Like, there's no way. because, And that's why we talk about the whole thing of black excellence of having to be just faster, stronger, smarter. Like it is in order to it's even a real be thing. It's it's a real thing. And it plays itself across in all things, not just sports. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. but that's what kind of like, I was like, what? Why aren't there a lot of black quarterbacks? What is that? Well, I'll tell you that in the industry-wise, they just haven't afforded the, uh, there has not been, mm-hmm. and even still now, it's just now. Is it a ra- racism thing? Like, I, is it more in city? I don't know. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd have to be a person in the league yeah. but I do think that it has a lot to do with what European American males in the position of power in that industry believe that black males are capable of doing. That's so interesting. Right? It's like yeah. they don't, black guys aren't quarterbacks you're not smart enough to be a quarterback. You have to you have plays. to know what, I don't you know anything to, about a quarterback so what do you have so to know? So quarterback is a play caller like okay. they, they are the ones who are throwing so There's a lot the of strategy. There's a lot of strategy involved and the quarterback is protected by their line by um, by the rest of the guys on the Well, that's so interesting. So then it's just saying, I get what you're saying. It's like, are the black guys just known for their physical strength? Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of the capability of mm-hmm. having the intelligence to, you know, right. run place. And that was the problem for me. It was like, you're not even talking about this guy's football IQ. Yeah. How he's just amazing at reading plays, how he does right. his job, how, you know what I mean? Like, you're not even talking about that. But you also can't talk about his physicality because he's a traditional quarterback. Right. So you don't like, you know, you want to talk about him because right. I can't talk about how fast he runs right because he does not he's not that kind of quarterback and the coverage would be much different for a white guy is what you're saying absolutely yeah absolutely it wouldn't even be a, a thing it wouldn't even be something we talk about because if, he, if he's a European American guy to be like yeah he's you know he's got great football IQ we can see why he went number one overall mm-hmm. blah 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 mm-hmm. but for this guy not to be a runner meaning have those traditional attributes he's literally reshaping what it means to be a black athlete mm-hmm. in that arena right in the quarterback in that position place. yep mm-hmm. yeah do we I wonder do we see this played out anywhere else like in any other sports um, you know I mean I think football would be the one that's not the most strategy but wouldn't it be the most strategy wise like difficult basketball is very strategy is there's it? a lot of math involved in, stra- in, in, in basketball in basketball yeah. you know angles and yeah. being able to just see through holes I mean I think words every sport in general has its own set of physicality but also has a level of intelligence that you have to do it right. even track and field like yeah. I know that as a track athlete like there is you have to know the wind I want to know where the wind is on the field I want to know how hard I'm going to work 
work on each time when I'm going to um, yeah. studying who I'm running against. Okay, right. I know she runs this time. If I stay at this pace and she's running at this, then there's a lot of there's a lot of intelligence that it takes to do many different sports. Right. Um, but athletes, particularly African-American athletes, are not seen to be able to have both. Yeah. Have the intelligence and, and both. So when you when I hear the stories like, he's a student athlete. Did you know he had a GPA? A little surprise. Yeah. I don't, yeah, it right. doesn't. But you do have people that fit that stereotype that were not strong readers and athletics is, was the only way to go. And white people have that same thing in yeah. high school too you yeah. see that all the time where sometimes like the athletes struggled in school yeah we're based on not it's in every movie right. ever exactly <laughs> it's like the stereotype of like the jock and then he's uh-huh. failing all the school you know what i mean he's yeah failing. but it's more socially acceptable right which is why it's in movies right. it's like a thing it's like, right and it's more socially acceptable for the white students and one of the things that in in uh the guy who wrote uh sports gene brought up is that what he's seen with every single elite or just highly high functioning athlete is a certain level of ego orientation meaning like they feel like they are better than everybody mm-hmm. they're very ego oriented but more so they have a lot of intrinsic intrinsic motivation mm. what do you mean by that like meaning they're motivated within themselves to do what they what it is that they need to do yeah they they're strong-willed like they right. know they don't need outside things to motivate them to do good at what they're doing that's across the board right. and those are two major factors when you see high level athletes like I think I'm better than everybody else Mm-hmm. One, but I also I'm the I best only, at what I do. Yup, and I only need me. Mm-hmm. I need me to be able to you instead know of I mean? like the team mentality. Not even the team mentality. It's I don't need you to come tell me how how I, how much I need to practice for me to go out there and practice. I'm going to yeah. do it because I want to be better because I am better than everybody else. Right. It's more of that than anything else. Yeah. Uh, but you do have places that have um, bred people mm-hmm. to. That's crazy. To, Where? To, um, so he's, he was saying in the last five Olympics, last five Olympics were Australia, Greece, China, Great Britain, and or last four. And what the Chinese would do when, when they found out that they were going to be the host country, they would start scouting. Greece didn't do it, but the other, the other countries did. And in England, they even started doing something as small as like talent searches. Mm. So they went to schools and they were measuring kids, just measuring arms, legs, torso, and they measured this teacher. Her name was Helen Grover and she had really long arms and uh, really long legs and they asked her if she had considered rowing. And Mm. she's like, no, I never considered it. They invited her to train to do rowing and she meddled in rowing. Because they could just figure out that she was meant... Her body body shape was, she's got longer arms. Right. And longer legs. So what does that allow her to do when she's rolling? Oh, push, push, pull longer. Pull. Yeah. yeah. And so she meddled. Like so she that, like that's that's not breeding, but that's just recruiting. That's you know recruiting, I mean? right? Yeah. But then you have a place like China who mm-hmm. kids at a very young age they'll take and they'll bring them, they'll start well, Yao Ming was was is a perfect example of China putting generations of people together to try to make this. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so interesting. And then he was success, they were successful yeah. at it. Yeah. Very successful at it. Huh. But what they do, uh, when they knew they were going to host the Olympics, they had they were taking children and they were having them put their hands above their heads. And if they couldn't make their elbows touch, yeah. they would 
remove them from the diving portion of it and like send them to gymnastics oh, because geez. they knew that if you could get your elbows very close together yeah, you when you dive, do you'd, the perfect form. You know, you won't splash as much, mm, but right. you could probably do well in gymnastics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Geez, so that goes to the question of like, should that be illegal? Well, you know what a, I mean, I mean, you like, can't, you can't do that across countries. But like, sh- is that even like a question of ethics? Like, is that? I don't know. Yeah, but what if somebody? What if? And that there was a guy. His name was Hector, or not Hector, Alberto something. He was on the I want to say Brazilian. I don't know what what country he was with, but he was an avid basketball player. Like mm-hmm. basketball, I love basketball. I'm playing basketball my life. They they did a workout with the track team, and someone said to him, his coach was like, "Hey, well, we think that you'd be a great track runner," and he's like. No, but like basketball is my life. Like basketball is everything. Yeah. He's like, but I'm telling you that you're going to be great at track. And the country was like, we already switched you over to track and field. And he ended up being the only guy to medal in like the 100 meter and the 800 meter or something. Oh, really wow. like that, you know, yeah. Short and long distance. Like, and now he's he works with uh, the Olympics commission that they have in their country. Like he's doing great things yeah. because someone pointed out to him, you know, your body is probably and what you're doing is better suited for this. So is it wrong to be like... You know, I'm seeing that you have this. I think it's in how you market it, then yeah. more so because it is. It could be an ethics thing, like the Yao Ming. That's thing. what I was wondering. Is it? Yeah. Is it wrong to do that? Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird to me. I, yeah. It, it seems strange to like breeding. Like hearing that word, I think of slavery. Yeah. But thinking about it in modern day terms is like a strange concept. It is. It is. Yeah. It's really weird. And it's also like it's this dehumanizing thing too. Breeding, because you think of breeding like animals. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But like. But we are animals. Yeah, that's true. That is a good point. We're mammals. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess I'm just so used to thinking breeding is slavery that time frame. Mm -hmm. So to put it in the context of a modern day is very strange to me. Yeah. Even if it's to sports, you know, even if it's just to to produce, it's but it's like looking at a person as a product. Yeah. Yeah, and what you, and in these instances, and what they're going to bring to the country. Right. And it's also, so that brings the question to me because we talk about race. Is it racist to ask that question? I don't know that it's racist. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think that it's racist to ask questions. You don't think so? To ask questions is not racist. Uh Racist means you're actually doing something. Or is it a bias? Is it, it. I mean, well, I mean, it could be, it could be rooted in bias. That's what I'm asking. And that's like, okay. But to ask a question, a question, I doesn't, I don't think asking questions make you racist. I think what you do with your knowledge is what makes you racist or not. Right. And what you do once you learn the answer. Yeah. And there's also people that are saying that question sounds really ignorant, but people that just don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, it goes to like, there's another stereotype that black people are good at dancing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. (laughs) Which is not true. Right. and, but but I mean, we'll assume that though. Well, you know what I mean. I will say this: I do find that black people have a little, lot more rhythm. Yeah, hundred percent. In most in most cases, than yes to the beat. And I think that I mean, like, there's something about uh, when a drum comes on and people of African descent are all connected like to this drum right. sort of right. baseline. That's what I'm saying. Like, so this goes into the stereotypes that we all have, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it, it's a really good topic and it's something important to talk about because mm-hmm. I also think it's something that people feel weird talking about. Yeah. That's why I love, we go there, you yeah. know, we have the uncomfortable conversations, yeah. but a lot of people feel that way. They just don't want to talk they about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, but we, I think what you said, like, I like what you said is like, it's not really necessarily bad to ask a question. No, it's not. We do have to be mindful when we ask questions that, uh, especially on the internet, people can't hear how you're answering the question. Yeah, that's which so is true. just as important. Absolutely. Absolutely. As the because question. there's so, there's certain ways, like tone of voice, the way you look, you know, because you could be asking, like, people do ask questions nefariously. Mm-hmm. Of course they do. Yeah, you do. know what I mean? And they, and they're also asking a question not out of a place to learn. Mm-hmm. They're trying to stir the pot. Where also there's just people that are asking questions because yeah. they genuinely don't know. Genuine, genuine curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people would have genuine curiosity. I mean, I've had that thought before of like, why is it dominated? You know, why are some sports dominated by black people? Mm-hmm. Are they just naturally? I don't know if I thought about bread, but I think the stereotype that I would have had is that they're just naturally better at sports. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, and I guess I never really dived into why that, why I thought that mm-hmm. was, but it was just a stereotype that was like kind of passed down that like naturally black people are just better at sports and dancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it goes to the other question of like acknowledging talent. And I don't yeah. think we just naturally talk about that. It goes to the question of what you were talking about too with the intelligence. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's always an assumption I think with people of color that, or that they're not as like smart or as talented or naturally as talented. Mm-hmm. Well, if they are talented, oh, they were bred that way. If you think of a stereotype, oh, well, all black people are just better at sports. Yeah. So therefore, they can't have natural talent. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you like, look at like LeBron. Is, yeah. He loved football over basketball. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He loved, he wanted to play football over basketball. Bad chose, made a great choice. Yeah. But he's also a really amazing businessman. Yeah. And people don't necessarily have the conversations about totally. his And he is. His if you look acumen. outside of what he, like what he's done with his brand, it's really impressive. Yeah. That's the part that I, and he's just given back. That's the part that I love about mm-hmm. him. But, but you don't focus on that. So it's like, it's just, it's the way that we see, it's media. It's the way that we see, I was reading something in preparation for this. They were saying that we cover black athletes much worse than we do white athletes. True. You know, they get like their dirty laundry gets aired more so than white people and it's it's the same with the drugs like white people have the same shit going on mm-hmm. that black people do you know what I mean domestic yeah. violence it's all yeah. it's all there you know yeah. but it's just that black people their skin scared yeah you forget about the Ben Roethlisberger Ben Roethlisberger was is the quarterback for the Steelers who was being charged with rape oh yeah that's right and that's like uh, that story is but totally you definitely when I say Michael Vick. Yeah, you didn't know. he do the dogs? Exactly. Yeah. Everybody knows. You know what I mean? So yeah, look like, at that. I was the perfect test subject. I didn't saying. remember Roethlisberger, but I remember the yeah. dog story. On a positive note, one thing that I did take away with looking at this is that they said when it comes to our, our little citizens, being exposed to a sport early on doesn't necessarily make you a great athlete. Yeah. So somebody like Steve Nash, who was point guard for this, the Phoenix Suns, yeah, he's a little short white guy mm-hmm. with long hair. He didn't pick up a basketball until he was 13 years old. He said it's more beneficial to allow children or you know to try different things and then when they find their thing then around the teenage years that that's when they can start that's, that's so when you can start but yeah because most parents like i gotta put them in club i gotta do right. this i gotta do that the ones that no, are driven yeah. yeah there's no studies that shows that kids that do those things early and often make them any better right and that than, goes to exactly what i'm saying some people are just born with talent yeah 
And that has nothing to do with race. It's just you're naturally born with some kind of talent. Or, listen, here's what I say. Maybe just black guys have bigger egos. (laughs) (laughs) You think so? Well, I don't know. He said you have to be ego-oriented. Sure. And and have to be internally motivated in their own sense. When we look at... To be the best. Yeah, like, you have to tell yourself, I am... I can... It's like a mindset. It's, yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say that other ethnicities don't have it, but I could see why intrinsic motivation would be such a huge deal in a black male. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're not affirmed on the outside, you have to do what you have to do to affirm yourself inside. Makes sense. And when you talk about, um, I think it's one area of our lives where you don't have to have the money to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we don't have that finance. We don't have that sustained sure. wealth over time. So any person could be great at, at a sport and walk in and do amazing things. Right. But you can't just be awarded walk. the same opportunity with yes. school. But yeah, you know, that's business so like, world, that's not the same. So that is a positive in the sense that like sports could be the, a great equalizer. Not for everyone, yeah. but if you can go out and perform, it doesn't matter what you it's look small like. small percentage right? of people. Very small right. percentage right. of people. Right. And so that's it's not an equalizer sucks. for everyone, but I'm just saying it's like that has been something where someone could play. And, it's, and to be quite honest, it's still not that great of an equalizer when you look at the ownership and the sponsorships okay. and all those other things. Right. When we talk about building wealth. Right. You can get rich playing a sport, but you're not going to get wealthy. Right. Or unless you're uh, like a, a Shaq or Magic who parlayed that Which into. Which is like, what, 0.1%? That's yeah. a very small. So yeah. if LeBron James decided, you know what, I really want to go into business, that's where I'm going to start. That's where my heart is. Mm-hmm. There's almost very small chance that he would be able to leave out of high school, be a successful business right. owner, and do the things that say like a Donald Trump is able to do right. because of that wealth gap, right. because of that access gap. Where he started. Yes, yeah. from where he started. So like for some people and some parents, yeah, like this is the way out. This is the way to move up. This is the way to get us us. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. But getting yourself out of an economic situation that, you know, using sports and letting that be your motivation to get yourself out. But you got to be really smart to be a check signer, right? To be the guy signing the checks. More than just the sport. The girl. And and, and look, that gap is still there for women. So what's the way out for African-American women? If if sports is it for black men, then what is it for black women? Yeah. Or non-white women? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know that there yeah, is do you one. even see non-black women in sports? I mean, I'm sure you do, but not very often. No, uh, non, what do you mean? Like, not black women in sports. So, like, you know, like, whether races in sports, like, do you see them often? It depends on represented. the sport. Yeah. In I'm softball, I see yeah, European-American women in uh, field. I'm thinking of, um, I see them in, in track and field, but that's WNBA. There's a lot of, actually, WNBA is pretty diverse. I'd like to say, I mean, I know it's more black women in it than anything else, but I know stars-wise, there's yeah, a lot. There's I know that in running, because that's the sport that I love, There's there has been an uptick in um, Arabic women and specifically Muslim women, and they've been running in their hijabs, and it's been this whole movement of you know empowerment for women mm-hmm. that you don't normally see. And I just love that because it's like, talk about underrepresented population. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the Arabic women and then women that are Muslim and being able to run in a hijab, you know, and... And it's, it's like, an, they've used what we were just talking about, is sports as empowerment. Yeah. You know, it's been a way for them to express themselves and be accepted into a realm that they wouldn't normally have been. And know? it goes back to what, what he said, is that inclusion is what changes things. Yeah. Yeah. 
inclusion we never know what we're working with until we see more people being a part of different things right and that's so interesting it makes me think so i it's this is interesting to see if it would be parallel but like we see a lot of diversity happening right in all other aspects of our lives right Mm -hmm. there's pushback on that though you see white men pushing back right Mm -hmm. and angry and it's difficult i wonder in the sports world for some reason, is it exciting? You know what I mean? I think it's different. Yeah. I think in like, I think when, when we start to see diversity in like politics and diversity in power, white men in particular are challenged and get upset. But it makes me wonder, does that parallel to sports? Mm. You know what I mean? Like as they start to see like more diversity and people that don't look like them becoming coming into their sports and even even dominating and, and you know, and technically being better than in some cases white men. Mm-hmm. Is there the same resistance? What do you think? Um, in sports, do I think there's excitement? I think yeah. it depends on the sport. Yeah, that's true. I think it really just depends really on the different. sport because if you look at a sport like hockey, I don't know that there would be many much excitement around true well there hasn't been you know golf yet and tiger went through it you know what i mean like tiger woods went through it there was even a kid who um gil mitchell he Mm. was a bull rider and oh yeah you've talked about yeah Mm -hmm. that that trying to break in the sport amazing Mm -hmm. can't sustain the sport because he's got to have sponsors yeah Yeah. and sponsors can have their own set of values rightfully so yeah and And they can choose who they talk about access and and if they don't i think they're i think it really just depends on the sports that a certain brand of european american people feel ownership over that's what i was wondering yeah is it becoming more inclusive and is are the attitudes the same yeah i think that once they integrate because basketball was segregated and um, the only reason why this and this will go into kind of other topics we talk about is that discrimination is only good when it's uh, profitable yeah and so when it becomes not profitable is when they do something about it yeah exactly why black men are in yeah. the in the, in the national basketball basketball associations because they saw what they were doing with the Harlem Gold Trotters mm-hmm. the Harlem Gold Trotters they were doing all these fancy things and were becoming people were getting more and more excited about the league they were making money mm-hmm. and so it's like oh snap now people want to see this exciting we might want to we might want to consider we might want to consider yeah. ignorant integrating so right. it's like and we've had years I don't know when what year basketball was um, integrated but it, it's it's been years of, of that and right. you still see it you still mm-hmm. see it what's his name Kyle um the guy who just wrote the privileged article, Clover, Kyle Clover, Kyle Clover talked about how even in basketball, working with you know these African American yeah, men, Kyle how, Clover wrote an entire essay on white yeah, privilege. Yep, and how he just you don't even in the league just you don't see it. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily see it. So I think it just it depends on it depends on the sport. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Because like you said, if it's a specifically white-dominated sport, then they're going to hold on to the power for as long as... They ain't having it. They ain't having it. Yeah, as long as, like you said, it's not profitable. Yeah, think about uh, golf club. Golf, you got to have access to the country club. Mm, Yeah. There are still country clubs that are... We had one. Segregated. We had, no, we had one in Portsmouth. Did you know that? Yeah, I remember you selling. There was a, there was a, I think it was a country club in Portsmouth until the 1980s that black people weren't allowed in. Yeah. So it's like. I don't even know, how's that legal? I don't think that's legal. But they, I think it's like that unwritten rule. Exactly. You know what I mean? If you do what you got to do to make people not feel welcome. Or have access. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It costs a certain, there have been some brave non-white people who have sat in places with European Americans and 
and dealt with the discomfort of just being in their skin. And I think that takes a lot. And I don't know that for something like golf that people are willing to go that distance yeah, of being on them. Yeah, yeah, the juice worth the squeeze. Right. So it's one of those things. I don't know. Yeah, but it's yeah. interesting. It's interesting. So the answer to the question is complicated. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure if for this one, if I have a, like a so what, it's like, it is a very important topic and it's interesting. I think the thing that I'm taking away from this one is like asking questions isn't bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I thought about that because I, I started the episode thinking like, how could someone ask about breeding and not be racist? But I guess you kind of changed my mind on that. Yeah, I don't see why. I don't see how. So it's like the now what is, you know, it's okay to be uncomfortable and ask questions. Yeah, my so what is, I don't know. It's a hard, this is a hard topic to have like a now what to. So what, there are sports that certain ethnicities excel at other than others. I don't play cricket, but I know there's (laughs) Indian people that play cricket and do really great uh, at it or uh, polo or all these different um, sort of things. And yes, we know that there are certain athletic competitions that certain ethnicity groups tend to dominate. Uh, the now what is is that it, it's not just it's not all about what they're made of but it is about what they are made of in the sense of with sheer will mm-hmm. sheer motivation how much they believe in themselves in order to make them really great at these sorts of things so it's not just the the um, the X's and the Y's it's the their own personal Y's in a yeah. sense and I think now we uh, come to a place where we uh, hopefully folks see the power of inclusion yeah um, across the board across the board yeah women and all that good stuff you know yeah just, women minorities religion yes you know. religious beliefs that's a different that's it's, a big one yeah to say that you know because someone is jewish and they are not able to do something or because they believe a certain thing that's and the power of not making assumptions too mm-hmm. i feel like with the example of the women i know this happens a lot to muslim women where they people just assume that it's such an oppressive society yeah, and oppressed. oppressive to women women which is you know we had an as um islamic woman on and it's just like that's just not the truth it couldn't be farther from the truth yeah so shout out to Amy, Amy, and I can't. Th- I, I feel so terrible. The Muslim woman who won for fencing. Oh, that's um, cool. I didn't know about that story. Know, she was a fencer in yeah. the Olympics. That's cool. To the amazing women and really of the like breaking boundaries too. You know what? Did, there was another runner that I was listening to that was transgender and was breaking boundaries too because it was a man. This is interesting. It was a man, former man, that transitioned to a woman and wanted to run and compete against other women Mm -hmm. but there was pushback because they're saying talk about genetics they were saying that that men are just faster than women so what do you do in that situation i'm not asking you uh, yeah isn't that interesting tell my own opinions about that yeah i just think that's yeah it's tough that's really tough but he's now a she and has truly become a woman and wants to compete against women because she is a woman now but still has the capabilities of a man. You can't yeah. dispute that. And I've, I've had the, that conversation with my husband. It's like, you know, when you start dealing with hormones and things, I think I don't have all the things I need to have an opinion about it. 
Yeah, I because agree. In my opinion. No, is, this is completely talk about a yeah. world that I know nothing about. Yeah. I really don't. I don't have enough. I don't have enough education. I don't have. Yeah, because it's its own topic and it's its own world. Yeah. But I was just bringing it up because yeah. talking about representation in sports yeah. and being bred for a certain. It's just interesting. Yeah, that, that I remember it was a interesting topic that I came across in running, and it was just, and the person was really upset because they they thought they should be able to compete against women. Yeah, so, I think world we. Live in. The world we live in, and I think the another now what for me is like to wrap all of this up with a pretty bow. It's like we are in a time of change. Like it, it just is. We always and, will be. Yeah, and you start to see you're just seeing more representation across the board, and I'm not sure if society even knows what to do or how to keep up with it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think I think sports is the same the same thing. It's we're seeing things that we've never we're dealing with issues we've never dealt with before. Mm-hmm. So inclusion and diversity is good. But if society can't keep up with it, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's interesting. Happening. Let us know what you guys think. Yeah. I'd actually, I'd like to know what people think yeah. um, on these topics because they're, they make you think. Definitely. They do more than just make you think. So that's my now what too is like, think about these things, wrestle with them. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think. Send me an email uh, at your neighborhood at gmail.com. Yes. And, and think about all the things in your life, all the different places in your life where they're has been domination and and in, where inclusion has changed the question and I'm gonna cough and say <coughs> country music oh yeah <laughs> uh, what's happening with country music right now so it's not just sports That's it's entertainment another episode yeah entertainment be an interesting one too yeah you know about country road mm-hmm. right oh we have to have that conversation but yeah. yeah hey we could go on for hours yeah. there's so much content <laughs> Well, thanks, guys, for listening. I, yes. I enjoyed this one. It was new to me. I never yeah. really thought about it. Yeah. So whoever that Reddit user is, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate Reddit's you. probably full of great, great content, <laughs> depending yeah. on how you look at it. Yeah. So until next time. Yeah. Stay open. Stay curious. And make it a great day. Closer to history. Ooh, that was a good episode. Yes, it was. Oh, but we would love to give you more. Yes, we would. Like exclusive content, merch, all types of good learning tools. Absolutely. So you can head over to patreon.com slash your neighborhood and check out all our different tiers of giving. Or you can just do a one-time donation on Patreon, Cash App, or Venmo at your neighborhood. 